love a sofa church. In sofa church. I know a lot. <laughs> It is comfy. I know. See, here's the difference, though. Hi, guys. Okay, we're all here. All three of us. Hi, guys. Facebook, YouTube. We were just talking about being on the sofa. And this is four months. Four months since we are on the sofa church. But here's the difference. Y'all get to be in your sofa church on your... Yeah, you don't have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Jammies, right? You got flip five of your slippers on. We don't wake up like this. I, I definitely don't want to come this, but, but you always are beautiful, babe. Oh, that's so sweet. It's just true. You're going to have a good Sunday now. Right. <laughs> it's all that it takes. Guys, learn your lesson. That's the good stuff. We were just, uh, right before we came on, we were, we were singing, um, uh, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Come on. That I will see your goodness. Yeah, sorry. We were, no, we I were love it. I love it. No, it, was, it was powerful. Whew. Yeah. I love that that thought, dude, because in Psalm 27, um, it's obviously David. He's going through all this stuff in his life. And I can relate. I think uh, I think we probably all can. There was so much uncertainty going on. And in the middle of it, he just stops and says, I, I'm going to I'm confident of this. In the land of the It means he hadn't seen it yet. Right. He hadn't seen it yet. That's right. He said, I'm confident. I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord. The land of the Lord. Yeah, you don't remind yourself of that when you feel like life is awesome. I know, right, you exactly, don't walk exactly, around, you know, exactly. you're like, I'm confident, like, you're, no, I'm living in the goodness of the Lord's land right now. It's when you're not that you remind yourself that yeah. you will. Yeah, it's, and I love at the end, he says, uh, so take heart, take courage, um, take your heart to the Lord and let him be strengthened. And and uh, I just think that's a word for us today. You know, uh, I believe, I believe it doesn't matter what's going on right now. There's a lot of uncertainty going on and, and, in, and in the various states that people are watching um, this today and in, in the various nations that people are watching today. Yes. Um, every, there's, there's so much anxiety in the world around us. Um, and that anxiety is real. That, 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 that uncertainty is real. But the one thing that I know is that God never lies. He's not a man that he should lie. That's right. Right. He, he's every promise he's ever made is yes and amen already in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and that my friends, let's, let's be confident of this, you know, connect church. Let's be confident of this. That uh, we will see the goodness, goodness of, the Lord of the Lord in the land of the living, Amen. not just in heaven, in the land of the living. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that's what uh, I believe that's what we're going to talk about today, too, just as a whole. Yeah, and we want to welcome everyone who is joining us for one of the first times. Thank you for joining. Yes, thank us. you. Thank you for being with us. There's Thanks, nothing guys. like, especially if you're here with us live. There is nothing like being with us live. Um, just because you feel, you really truly feel yeah, the totally army, feel every, the yeah. sense of community. So. Thank you. And there's going to be a link on whatever platform that you're watching. If you'd like to connect with us, find out more about us, you can shoot us an email at that email and we'll get in touch with you. Yeah, I love it. And uh, it's important because we we want to we just we want to hear from you. We want to we pray with you, we want to pray for you, we want to see, uh, continue to believe that God is doing something. But look, we're going to hop right in today yeah. uh, it's because we believe that God has something for us. Um, but I, I want to just pray for us if we can. Um, and if you're, if you're maybe with your, your family, with your spouse, with, your, with a friend, maybe you're, you're there uh, in a break room with a coworker you could feel comfortable with. Um, grab their hand right now. Just uh, let's just let's just touch something. And if agreement. not, we're holding your hand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, <laughs> absolutely right. Um, and hey, if you're single and in that uh, that break room, no. Yeah, oh no, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> never know. It's gonna be a good reason to reach out all the girls' hands. That's hand. not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way. No, Jake's over there going, no, I don't know. All right, works for me. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you, Daddy. Thank you for this amazing day, this opportunity yes. to be together. Lord yeah. God, in this environment that you are creating, because your spirit 
is not hindered by walls. That's it is right. not hindered by time nor space, Lord God. For those who are with us now and those who will be joining, we know yeah. that you are already moving, that you're wooing people's hearts to yeah. you, Lord God, that even yeah. this morning, that as we arose and drew our first breath, that your mercy was what we, yeah. that we drew in today. Your grace is what we drew in. And so we pray that your love and your goodness continues to draw us to you. Lord God, that every obstacle to that this morning may be, uh, may be done away with, may vanish and flee in the name of Jesus Christ. That sickness, disease, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, depression, addiction may be shattered in the name of Jesus. And that today, Lord God, that the captive may be set free in Jesus' name. We thank you for those things and we agree. Touching these things in agreement in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 One thing I forgot. Yeah. And next Sunday, we're going to be doing communion together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely, yeah. That's so good. Um, just try to remember to bring your juice or your water or your juice box or whatever you have. Cheez-Its. Uh, Cheez-Its. Bread, Trisket. whatever you have. Trisket. Um, that's old school. Yeah, that's way old school. Yeah, I mean, lot. life cereal. What? <laughs> Imagine people walking with Lucky Charms. And whatever it takes. Like, <laughs> okay, that's whatever. a good way to do it. But yeah, we're going to be taking communion They're together. So delicious. try to remember um, to bring that with you before. <laughs> <laughs> They're magically delicious. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> hey, if you write your Bible, we're still in Acts. Um, and yeah, uh, God still has us in Acts. So Acts 16. Acts 16. Um, if you brought your Bible, if not, man, grab your phone, grab your iPad, um, grab your notebooks. Uh, take some notes this morning. Um, I, you know, Dee and I are always firm believers that um, when it's not just the writing down, although that that uh, teachers will tell you that reinforces yeah. when you you remember 80% more that when you write it down. But you'll remember even more when you go back over those things. And I think yeah. that's really important uh, that we do these things because um, Sunday's awesome, but Tuesday shows up. Yeah. And then, and then I Wednesday think by shows Sunday up. night, I'm usually ready to reread what we've I'm preached. pretty much by the time that I'm done, I'm, I'm going right to it. I'm like, what did I say? Yeah. Because I need Jesus. <laughs> I, need, I need Jesus. Help me, Jesus. This is another Help Me Jesus Sunday. So if you're taking count, that's uh, a lot. Um, you, what we want to talk about, if you need a, a title message this morning, is don't go there. Uh, just just don't go there. Maybe you're saying that, please, Pastor, don't go there uh, already. But, uh, I, you know, the question I have is how many times have we said that, right? Just don't go there. And, and, and probably more times than we want to admit, because sometimes we do it just in our mind and not necessarily in our hearts, yeah. I mean, in our mouths. But and, and a lot of times the reason we say don't go there is because that area is attached to pain, mm -hmm. uh, disappointment, hurt. Sometimes it's we have really strong opinions about something yeah. and we were like, hey, don't go there. Um, and, and sometimes, to be honest, it's really maybe we shouldn't go there with some mm -hmm. conversations. Uh, and I think there's wisdom in some of that, um, especially some some things on social media. I think there's 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 wisdom in that. But 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 church, what I want to really encourage us on is when God is encouraging us, when God's trying to take us there. When God's trying to go to that place of pain, when God's trying to go to that place that we don't want to go to anymore, and we yeah. turn to God and say, don't go there. Mm -hmm. um, how that really affects our lives, because, because he's trying to take us there. Many times he's trying to take us there to bring redemption to that pain. Mm -hmm. to, oh, it's always for a better purpose. It's absolutely. Just, we just we have very good protection mechanisms, mechanisms yeah. set into place yep. to try to protect us from what we interpret as going to be further pain. Correct. Cause he, he, what God's, God's always about redemption. He's always about bringing yes. something that's broken into significance. And, and, and here's the truth. Sometimes it's not even just about us. The reason he needs us to go there is to bring release into someone else mm -hmm. and make, and bring someone else into, and that's, what's going on here. Uh, what we're going to see is God's taking Paul back to Lystra, mm -hmm. back to this place, back to this place where he'd been drug out of the city, yes. uh, out into the open, 
and stoned by the people who that he left for dead by the people who he's trying to help. By the yes. way, have you <laughs> yes. have you ever felt like you've been drug out and stoned and left for dead by the people you're trying to help? Mm -hmm. um, and 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 but here's what here's what we know. God was taken aback there, D, because um, there were lives that were meant to be released. There yes. was eternities that were meant to be changed, yes. and it was not for uh, a lack of reason that God was bringing back. Mm. It was not so that Paul could relive a pain. That's right. <laughs> right? Because I think sometimes we're like, oh, well, God wants us to remember the pain. No, no, no. God wants us to see that even in our pain, that there are, mo there, there are, there are lives that are meant to be released, mm. that if we're unwilling to go there, those lives will never be changed. And uh, so that's why I bring, he brings it back to Lester. And, and do you, we're going to read yeah. from Acts 16. I just keep thinking about, keep thinking about what my conversation with God would have sounded like oh, when yeah. I knew he wanted me to go back versus what Paul's because mm -hmm. Paul was just, thank God he was obedient. Yeah. Correct, we, we're correct. on the other side of the story. right? Correct. So we're like, Hey, you know, look what God has look done. Look how good it is. Always, when yeah. you're on that side and you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You won't. Yeah, how's that me? conversation go? What? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like maybe you don't recall what happened to me the last time. Cause it wasn't that long. It wasn't like this no, was years before. No. Yeah. This is craziness. All right. I'm going to read it. And thank you for the size 24 font. You so got I it. don't have to. Um, put on my glasses, Acts 16, 1 through 5. Um, so Paul came also to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple was there, and his name was Timothy. And he was the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek. Yep. So he was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. So Paul wanted Tim Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him. Because of the Jews who were in those places. Uh, stop for a moment. Underline that. Because mm -hmm. don't just simply read through that. This is a grown man think being circumcised. I mean, okay, think, we'll go on. Yeah. We're going to get back to it. But so, go ahead. And so he says, so he circumcised him because he knew because of the Jews who were going to be in those places. For they all knew that his father was Greek. So in other words, mm. they knew that he wasn't circumcised and this is what they demanded or expected or wanted. I know, I know you haven't heard anything. I'm just covering up right now. That's a, I literally, there's a, every man right now is, is and it's squirming. Like it's in the middle of a sentence. It's yeah, not yeah. even like, I know. I, a, that should be a chapter. Right. Exactly. It should have in a bold. Hang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? And yeah. so as they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and the elders who were in Jerusalem. Yep. So, as here's the result. This is the result. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. As Timothy at, was yes, in pain, correct. Yes. As Timothy was recovering, as Paul was coming back to a place of pain, as Timothy was exactly in a point right. of pain, there's this amazing result of that. Is there's breakthrough, there's revival, there's mm -hmm. uh, in, incredible response Ooh. by the church and by God. And 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 and, and we don't want you to miss that this is the place. Lister's the place where uh, he's stoned. Right, Acts fourteen mm -hmm. verse nineteen says they drug him out in the city and they stoned him. Uh, and this is what we need to understand. And I think we can grab a hold of this today, D, because you and I have known this as we've grown through our lives, that the enemy to our mission, the enemy to our mission will always throw things at us uh, in order to try to take us out of that mission and try to make us believe that, that we're to, to be afraid to step out again. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. He's going to remind yeah. you, you're going to go back to that place where they threw all those things at you. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I don't want to step out of it and do that again. Mm -hmm. There's stones coming at me. And, yes. and, 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 and maybe for some of us, it's the stones oh. of condemnation. Right. Because the enemy uses stones of condemnation all the time. Acts chapter eight, a, a lady was caught in sin and mm -hmm. 
and they're, they're, they bring out stones to stone her. And yeah. the enemy always tries to throw things out. Do you remember what you did? Yes. And, and a lot of times, church, here's the thing, it is what we did. Yes. So right. it's not it's like it's, it's not fake. It's not like right. it's not fake news. This is real. We yeah. did these things. And the enemy is saying, Don't, how dare you try to step out again? You, are, you disqualified yourself with that mm -hmm. action. And he tries to throw stones. But Jesus' response to that was very different than yeah. the enemy's, as it is in every time a stone is thrown at you. Uh, how about uh, there's there stones of opportunity that come our way? Sometimes they look good. Sometimes they're good opportunities, mm -hmm. just not God opportunities. Um, how about Joshua chapter 7, where Achan, after the battle of Jericho, man, the, the, there's all this uh loot out there yeah. it looks good it's yes. a good opportunity enemies like no one's going to know what's the big deal take the opportunity if god didn't want you to have it mm -hmm. he wouldn't have put it there mm -hmm. and yet god's word had already said don't take it and he takes it and they get stoned sometimes not every opportunity that comes our way is a god opportunity mm -hmm. and we we leap at it sometimes the enemy uses good things come on to actually be a stone that undermines our life how about the stones i think that the stones of you've gone too far I, we, we've heard this a thousand times. You've gone too far. Mm -hmm. You've gone too far. Um, I'm fairly sure sometimes we, the enemy uh, makes us believe like in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 37, where it says, you even stoned the prophets. <laughs> like, uh, because you were like, I know yeah. that you were preaching the word before, but that's too far. Yeah. You've gone too far. There are stones the enemy uses against us to try to make us afraid to step out again. Maybe the biggest sure. stone in this day, in this season, is the stone of disappointing people. Yeah. The stone of disappointing people. See, there's a story in, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, where the Bible says David, even though he'd been following what God wanted him to do, had disappointed people. And people were disappointed because they thought David should have done differently or been differently or acted differently. And the Bible actually says they were thinking about picking up stones to stone them. I was the kid that you didn't have to... Um, say anything, but my dad was like, Danielle, I'm really disappointed, disappointed in you. you. Like, I'm already, I'm having flashbacks right now. Like, oh my gosh, is he disappointed in me? Uh -huh. I'm just sitting here. But like, just the concept yes. of that coming toward you is, can be debilitating to to um, action. Uh, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, you know. And that's why it's it's that verse, by the way, D, uh, in Sam, for Samuel says, they were going to stone him. And the mm -hmm. Bible says, David strengthened himself in the Lord. He said, okay, I can't go to anybody else. I got to go back to the, yeah. what does God say? Who, what is God calling me to do? And that's where this thing, that's why the enemy has no power. The enemy has no power when we find our strength in the Lord. In, in today's world, I know for you and I in particular, saying things like this, Black Lives Matter. I'm going to say it again, Black Lives Matter. People, everyone, that, 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 just saying that, hashtagging that, putting that on a post, the, the fear, the stone the enemy says, throws at us all the time is you're going to disappoint people. You're going to disappoint. There's a lot of people out there going to be disappointed. The, the, if you by saying that, you're going to say this, you're going to say that, people are going to be disappointed. Can I, can I just say this? When we say Black Lives Matter, I'm not talking about an organization. I'm talking about a realization. A realization that people are hurting, a realization yes. that our African-American community has been dehumanized and oppressed and is in pain. It's a realization that people actually matter and black lives matter right now. And, and when I say that, that, that's not a support of an organization. That is a support of a realization that I hope all of us are making of brothers and sisters, of brothers and sisters our family. So like, it's not a statement against other people. It's a statement for people at this moment. Like uh, the, no one, 
we feed people, we're not going to talk about it this week, but we feed people on Thursdays. Like, and people just come up and get food boxes or meals or whatever. And we don't care what race they are. and We don't care what car they drive or what vocation they have. But we know that they're in need. They're in need of food. When they come there, that is not saying that people who already have food aren't important. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. We're not saying that. We're saying that right now on Thursdays, people who have, don't have food need some attention and love. That's all. So I think that those things, I, the, those are the kind of stones that the enemy's trying to say to say, don't go there. Don't throw support behind things. Make sure you're careful. Don't step out again. And I think we have to ask ourselves this question. I think the key is this. We've got to ask ourselves, why would the enemy throw that stone at me? Why would he throw it? To keep me from the plan that God has for me in that area. My friends, there are Timothys in our area of pain that need to be raised up and released. But if we allow this, the stone to keep us from going there, come on, generations are going to be affected. Yes. Generations. Timothy had already had a reason not to follow Jesus full on. He had a dad who was a Greek. That means he had in his family unit, he had one a family unit that had one foot in the kingdom and one foot out of the kingdom. He already had a dad figure that wouldn't go there. He needed a dad figure that would go there. And that's actually what the kingdom of God needs right now. Men and women who will say, you know, there's a lot of reasons why the world won't go there. But I, 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 need, I need people who will go there. And you're right. There are times that, there, that, that, that pain happens. But I think the truth is that, the, that there are things in our past that caused us to doubt God, caused us to wonder what God was doing, that I think he often uses to advance the kingdom of God in our present. Let me give you an example. You just said that Paul, and, uh, Paul came back and, and all throughout Acts, it says he, he goes to the cities in Lystra and Iconium and Derby, and he preaches in their synagogues. Mm-hmm. Do you know why, church, that he could go to all those cities in the Mediterranean world, not, at, not in Israel, in the Mediterranean world, and preach in synagogues? It ha- it's a result of pain. Mm-hmm. The, the Babylonians, hundreds of years before this, had captured Ju- uh, uh, Ju- the Jewish nation, and because of the thing called the diaspora, the dispersion, they dispersed them all over their empire, which was all over the Mediterranean world, and every time they went there, they set up a city. They set up a synagogue. Do you know why he could preach to them in one language and actually have them read the read the scriptures in one language? Because Alexander the Great, another conqueror, had come and made sure every man in his kingdom, all throughout the Mediterranean region, would be able to read Greek. And he translated the Old Testament into Greek, called the Septuagint, so that Paul, when he went to these right. synagogues, yeah. oh, that, that were caused by the diaspora, yeah. he could preach from a uh, one in one language out of scriptures that they all could read. Oh, and how did he get there? He got there on roads that the Romans built (laughs) to be able to go all over Rome. What we're seeing here is that the things that we didn't comprehend in our past are often roads that bring us into power in our present. Why? Because Christ redeems everything that the enemy has tried to steal in our lives. Christ redeems everything the enemy has tried to steal in our life. Psalm 103, and Dee, I know you're going to talk about this in just a second, this thing about redemption of pain, but I love this because Psalm 103 verse 4 says, he redeems us from the pit and he crowns us with love and mercy. Mm-hmm. He redeems, do, do you know what it means to have to be, he, he redeems us from the pit? It means we have to be in the pit. Yes, I know. They're, they're, my God is into mm-hmm. redeeming pain and he's into redeeming pain for people. Yeah. Um. Redemption of pain, it's one of those things that's... Um, Your life message. Yeah, it's been... A, it's been... It could 
you know, it's a, it's a chapter that I could probably <laughs> write on forever. Um, uh, because I, I remember one of the first times I remember exactly where I was. I was in, uh, I was in a, a hospital, uh, visiting someone, I was having a conversation with someone. And, um, we were just talking about, uh, just the redemption of shame. And, uh, we were just, just to, um, having a conversation and the person just said to me like, well, what do you think that God's purpose is going to yeah. be, um, for like your life as God redeemed your pain and redeemed your story. And, and, and I, I remember like looking at the person and being like, what? Uh, to survive it, <laughs> like, uh, the goal here <laughs> is for me to get through it and not hurt anymore. <laughs> yep. And yep. the person was already putting in front of me, um, the concept of investing loss, investing my loss somewhere else. But when a lot of times when we're involved in something that has so much pain attached to it, we can struggle with the concept of the redemption of that pain being for the purpose of others. Yes. Because we want its purpose to be for us. Correct. So yep. um, I was watching, because um, you know, I told you, like, I'm a part-time crime solver. Uh, if anyone vanishes, Nancy Drew. I'm your person to figure out that. <laughs> um, so, but I was I was watching one of those uh, shows where someone had gone missing and uh, an incredible thing has taken place from people's pain. Uh, Polly Klaus, many years ago now, she was abducted from her home uh, during a, a slumber party. And as a result of that devastation, her father is quite an advocate when other people yep. go missing now. And he steps into that situation and he tells them exactly what to do. And um, there's a lot of other, Natalie Holloway's mom um, John, uh, and, and, and and Adam Walsh's father. Yeah, Walsh, yeah. And it could go on, uh, Amber DeWall. Oh, there's many parents that have used those devastating situations to create organizations, right? To go into those situations when it's happening to other people and help. And as I was watching it, I just kept thinking, there are times when they go into those situations and they find the people. Yeah. And I thought to yeah. myself, on the outside, that should look so exciting. But I was thinking, is there ever a time yeah, right. when all of right. those parents are thinking, but that didn't happen Happened for me. me. Mm. Wow. But my child is still gone. And I just kept thinking that that is truly a definition of bittersweet, right? Yep. Where it's that you're bringing sweetness to someone else's life because of the pain, the devastation and the loss that you have gone through, but you've chosen to invest that loss so that it's sown into other people's yes. lives. And when it brings about fruit, when it brings about life, does it still bring about the same joy for you as it would as if it was a change in your own story? Wow. Or is it enough for us that the seeds of our pain are being sown into someone else's life rich. and may spring up in their field instead of our own? And, you know, I think that it is a very purifying and pure a purging process when we walk through our lives with that on our yeah. radar, because yeah. um, that can be actually the thing that stops us when we're like, you know, okay, I'm going to show it for people. And I'm going to say like, yeah, I understand what it's like to have that sickness or that injury yes. because I've had that sickness or that injury, but how much are you going to actually invest? Is it going to just be like, totally understand? Yes. Stops at empathy. Because that's not, that's really just you saying totally understand because I've hurt. Yeah. 
But are you going to then go above and beyond that and really be present for people that when God is showing you to be present, how are you contributing? I remember, um, it might seem like such a trivial thing, but it wasn't at the time. Um, uh, last year when we had run um, two half marathons, right? So there was this time when I was in my training yeah. and, oh, I could have just cried. You know who you are. I love you so much. That <laughs> um, I was in my training and um, I had really incredible pain to my IT band, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Didn't know there was an IT band until I started running. And we were at a point where we were supposed to go to something one night and I could not walk. Yeah, you couldn't walk. I couldn't figure out how to get myself up the steps. And I was in so much pain. I didn't know what was wrong and I definitely didn't know how to fix it. And a friend of ours understood that from a, from a place of also experiencing that yeah. and connected so me with a doctor that would take care of me. And took care of me above and beyond what I would go into here but now. But that like came near to me. You know, that's yeah, coming so near amazing. to someone when they've experienced something. And it doesn't mean that that person's injury all of a sudden goes away. Yes. When you help someone else, the pain, the residue of your of your of your wound at some times may still linger on this side of the veil. Yes. And I don't say that because I don't have faith for that pain to go away. I don't not believe in God's totality of his healing. I also understand that if this wound remains, God will still redeem it for good. Mm. My definition of good can't come into play there. He has to define it for good. And if it's good for the benefit of others, because that thorn in my side remains to cause me to, to always go. sow yes. into someone yes. else's pain yes. with my redemption seeds, yes. then so be it. Because I know that it will be brought to fruition on the other side of the veil. It doesn't mean that I stop believing for it on this side of the veil, but that's not my end game. My end game is for redemption into another person's life. Yeah. And Dee, I'm so glad you just said that because like, that's actually what hit me out of this verse. Mm. I think the thing that hit me out of this verse the most isn't just that he went back to this place of pain, but this whole concept of Timothy being cir circumcised. Like, yes. like, why did he do it? Why was he willing to go through so much pain? Because come on, guys, it's it's one thing to be circumcised when you're eight days old. It's another thing to be circumcised as a grown man. Yeah. Like, I mean, but and why? Why did he do it? Because when you read this story, don't don't isn't your focus still kind of usually on Paul? Like but, this, yes, this actor, of course, right? Paul, yes. Like I would, if I was Timothy, I'd be like, hello, I deserve more than half of the verse. Wait, but like, it's like um, a Paul circumcised Timothy. Like it was if I was Timothy, Paul. I'd be like, no, I got circumcised. Like, yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? exactly. But, like, but exactly. That sometimes that's as much credit as you get Correct. when you that's sow you yeah. your redemption seeds for into someone someone else's else. story. And we, we, I think we have to ask the question, why did he do this, right? It's not for salvation. Because Paul's literally yes, coming. This is right. It's not for salvation. He literally is coming from the first council in Acts chapter 15, first mm -hmm. council of Jerusalem, with a letter from yes. the apostles that say, you don't need, you don't it. need it was, to do this. It was what they were arguing about. You don't need to do this yeah. in order to be saved. So so because, yeah. so then why did he do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it was for salvation, it wouldn't be such a big deal to us. Yeah, because after all, right. we'd do anything to be saved. Right. But, but, but since it wasn't for salvation, why? Why would he do it? And here's the answer, to remove a barrier to someone else's salvation, to someone else's healing, to someone else's wholeness, yeah. to willingly wear the scars of someone else, to another person he was trying to win for the gospel of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. They weren't his scars. Mm -hmm. They weren't his issue. He didn't, he didn't need it. Listen to this. He didn't mm -hmm. need it uh, uh, to do it in order for him to have a good life, 
a blessed life, a saved life. He didn't need it for him to have his best life. Do you know what he, he you know why he did it? To save others. Mm. He did it for others. Like, like prophetically, church, I, as this hit me this weekend, that's why I said to Dee, I've got to preach on this verse because I think this is absolutely where we are. What God's calling us to as a church, as a people, as men and women of faith is to rise up and say, man, uh, th- there's something that I've been born with. There's things that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. There, there are things that weren't doing any harm to me. There was, he wasn't yeah, doing anything harm. Right. There's no harm to him by having this foreskin none. And, 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 and ultimately, it was part of the thing that identified him uh, with his own racial identity. Mm-hmm. Because yes. Greeks still had it. Yes. Jewish people didn't have it. So he has all these things. But, but it was because it would have become a stumbling block for others mm. that he cut it off. Mm. And there, there might be these things, I think, in us right now that we, that we grew up with, that we were born with. That if we say, it's not really hurting me because that's what we say all the time. Like, well, I'm not really hurting anybody mm-hmm. because the, anybody in that is us. Because yeah. we're usually... <laughs> Well, right. when we do stuff, we actually are hurting other people. Yeah. It's just that we're, it's, 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 it's us. Mm. But he didn't even use that. He said, what's going to be a stumbling block for others? I got to go through some pain. I'm going to go through some discomfort. I'm going to go through some people who think he shouldn't have done that. There's yeah. judgment, by the way, on the other side of this of why would you do that? You shouldn't sure. have to do it. What message sure. are you trying to That's send people? Because you preach, Paul, yeah. that you don't have to. But right. here's your boy. The first thing you do is cut up. No, he's doing it mm-hmm. for other people. People, others, others. It's the message of the kingdom. Others, others. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9.22, man, to the weak, I become weak. Why? Because I'll become mm-hmm. all things to all people. That doesn't mean he hops in their sin. He doesn't mean he does yeah. sin with them. He says, so that what? What's the point? So that some, I may win some to Jesus Christ. Jesus himself in this moment, D, in, in Luke chapter 4, and I know you're going to talk about this concept of others in a second, but but Jesus is in, in Capernaum. In, in Luke chapter four, and there's miracle after miracle happen. And the people come to him and say, please stay, please stay. Don't go anywhere. And he says, I can't, I've got to go because the reason I came is for others. Come on for others. Like in this moment in my life, there are things I grew up with that I could take to the grave and it would be okay. Cause it's not hurting me. Me. It's not going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. There, there, there are things that, that, that have identified me all the way up until this point in my life. Come on, that that part of my racial identity, part of my cultural identity, part of my Christian identity, part of my kingdom kind of church culture identity. They need to come off. It needs to come off because it's a stumbling block to other people Mm. hearing this one truth, Mm. that Jesus Christ came, he died for us, he rose again, and he's coming back to take his own home. That's the good news that we preach. And it's not just so that I can get to heaven. And so that other people mm. can find the one who is taking us to heaven and have a relationship with him. If that means I got to cut some stuff off, if that means there's going to be, a, I got to bear the stones of disappointment. If that means I got to bear the stones and the scars that come from the stones that you've gone too far. If it's going to help someone else take that step across, come on, connect church, come on. Take the step across. Is it worth holding on to? Mm-hmm. Timothy and Paul would say no. Um, I was talking to God about um, this scripture and showing me this in real life, right? Because we can read this and you're like, yeah, that's right. You go. Yeah, exactly. But then when you try to ask God about like, where does this show up in my own life? You can start having all kinds of, well, 
and it's that that's why oh, don't, don't go there. Yeah, don't <laughs> right? go there. So I I was so I so I did what anybody would do. I gave him examples <laughs> of my own life, which is easy to do. And God was like, No, I, I want you to focus in on something that's has a wider reach. So I I looked up some things and um so no matter where you fall on your viewpoint of about the pandemic that is going on right now, um, for the sake of this, uh, for this e example, yep. I just want you to try to find yourself somewhere um, in these statistics. All right. So we're just going to try to figure out at which, at which point do we find ourselves located? So um, if you have any kind of heart issue in any way, shape or form, right? So if you have Anything that weakens your heart in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't even um, just need to be like the worst of the worst diseases, but just anything that affects your cardiovascular um, situation and system. If you have any kind of diabetes, if you have any kind of lung issues, it's not even just lung cancers, it's yes. lung issues. If you have apnea, anything that falls into that, if you have asthma, if you struggle with that, um, in addition to any cancers that has diminished your systems if you've had if you've had certain treatments like a radiation or a chemo that would again diminish your capacity to have a strong uh, immune, immune system. system okay so if you fall into that category just kind of in your mind like raise your hand um because as of as of may 30th so this is even just a little bit of outdated information all right we have realized that anyone that falls into that category is six times has has the potential even if you want to cut the, say you say you agree with 50 percent of what we say yeah right okay so then it's three times but right. the, Still, the, the yeah. statistics say six times greater um it puts you at six times greater of a chance of needing to be hospitalized uh from from uh complications of coronavirus from wow. coronavirus or it's put you at, at 12 times greater of a risk of death okay so even if you want to say i only believe 50 percent of right. what they're saying Six times More greater, likely okay, likely to die. Um, at the beginning of this, we were saying your age is also the greatest factor. So if you're 60, 65 and older, that puts you in another category yep. of being vulnerable. Um, if you have noted that as of July 6th, Dr. Fauci of the CDC has, has said that because of the numbers that have come in, that number has dropped at least a decade and a half. Uh, and that right now there is a very, very wide sweeping spread of 20 to 30 year olds that are being um, treated for COVID symptoms. Yep. So if you're in any of those categories in your mind, just raise your hand for that. If you have any problems with being overweight. <laughs> Which in our country, but, but like in our country, I think it's overwhelming. If you look like, up yeah. your BMI, yeah. it's just really rough. So <laughs> if you have any issues I'm gonna raise both hands on this with one. your weight. Yes. Put your hand up right now. There is because they haven't even had time to study no. really, truly like we don't really know a lot of things. But there's a, there are some um, there are some indications that even being certain blood types could yeah. put us at a disadvantage. Right. There are some indications that people with a B neg a B negative a yeah. B, um, blood type might be more susceptible. We don't know. But if you have a particular blood type, put your hand up um, if you don't have great access to significant healthcare yeah. uh, for whatever reason. You may have COVID, you may get it, you may have symptoms, and they might not normally be as unto death,
But if you don't have access yes, to good health care, uh, you could be even dealing with some other symptoms that you might not be dealing with if you had access to a great health care system. Now, if you are non-Hispanic American Indian or an Alaska Native or a non-Hispanic Black person, you are five times greater of being hospitalized or succumbing to death because of COVID. And I'm going somewhere with this. So this isn't about COVID. I'm, I'm trying to give you There's an example. Lack of yeah. uh, and or followed only immediately by Hispanic or Latino persons at four times greater risk, at greater risk. So why do I say all of that? Our church is made up of so many people groups and so many people groups fall into that category. Yes. There are very few people that are left standing right now who have not raised their hand listening to that. So I'm only speaking for Kyle and myself, okay, is that we are responsible to not just pastor your spirit, but to look out for the totality of the health and the well-being of those who call connect their home and who could call connect yes. their home. Yes. As we have experienced, you know, um, great viewership, just as many churches have and participation yep. and people finding a church um, through these last four months. And we, so this, oh, this, this goes back to our, our need to yes. yield yes. 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 <laughs> to what is most beneficial to for the off. worship of all. So when we're talking about circumcision, sometimes we're so we're so quick to say, well, what can I do? What can I do? I got to do something. Yeah. I got to get circumcised. I got to give money to something. I got to do this. I got to do that. The hardest thing for us personally has been wearing the restraint of what we are willing to not do, which is not gather the church together ah. yet in a building because we are looking out for the total well-being of the people Correct. that come into our care when they come into our uh, rooms including and people our, that serve yeah people who serve our people team, on our team friends of ever uh, friends of people who they will be bringing of yeah. course and yes who, who who are who are being who are becoming part of our family online right now but don't feel comfortable yet coming um into into a, an actual yeah, gathering yeah. of people so we wanted we wanted to put a face on that for you and actually the examples that i had were much more centric to myself <laughs> but that is a pain that we are wearing right now because it is i'm telling you it is very hard for kyle and i to yield to this um for a lot of reasons but we are trying to cherish the opportunity that god is giving us in gathering together yep. and us still yep. teaching you and equipping yep. you and empowering you and encouraging you and challenging you yes. and bringing the word forth and, in, and then and equipping you to go and do the same thing that we have been doing on a platform inside of the building. And we understand that this isn't going to be forever, but yeah. this is what our now yes, constitutes. Correct. And the last thing I want to say is this, is that when you, we've been reading acts from when it was affecting, uh, when Peter was involved in the story, as well as Paul, there are multiple times when they found out about stories that were people were coming to take yeah, their lives. Yeah. And what did they do? They left. They left.
because they went to another place because the, the, the message that they were carrying was so important that they had to maintain their life yeah. and their health yeah. so that that message could continue to go forward to as many people as possible because this is about the gospel. This is about life yes. and death. This is about us still being healthy to use our voice to not just encourage you, but to bring the salvation message to yes. anyone who Kingdom. will listen yes. through this medium right now. Yeah. So yes, do we wear the restraint? Yes, do we feel like we yeah. have the pain of circumcision? Yes. yes, but we always want to put in front of you why we are yes. making those decisions that we are. And we find it yep. even in our, the middle of our study. Of yeah, it's crazy because church, you guys are doing the same thing. You're wearing the restraint of this. Yes. Th that's that's part of this. And it really is. You could, you yeah. may find yourself where you didn't raise your hand, right? You are completely, and that's okay. Then you're, then you need to right. be the Timothy right now and not yeah. the Jewish community. Uh, what I mean by that is that Paul did this because the Jewish community was in need. They were, they were part of the people that were the others, right? Yeah. That had this thing that, that he had to consider. You may just be a Timothy today and say, man, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm healthy. I'm good. I could go to church and everything's great. Mm -hmm. But Timothy didn't circumcise himself for himself. For himself. He, he did it because there were other people who were in jeopardy that he needed it. And this is a, a the, the, to understand the depth of what he did. This is a mark of covenant. Like circumcision is a mark of covenant. It is what actually yes. marked the covenant people of God. Um, and it's, it's, it's tru truly saying when a, when, a, when a mom and a dad took a child and circumcised them, they were saying, God, we're all in. Mm -hmm. We are all in with everything that we do, even the, the most yes. precious thing to us, our child, our firstborn. Here he is. He is mm -hmm. yours. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and our prodigy, it's yours. Our, our, our inheritance, it's yours. Our generations, it's yours. Um, and it's saying, God, I'm all in. We are 100% a part of being th this covenant community. But my friends, there's also a response. There's also a consequence when we don't cut off things that should be cut off. And that's what I want to I, I just before we get ready to go here in a minute, I just want to make sure that we see, because when we don't cut off some things that should be cut off, yeah. um, they not only affect our lives, but they have generational consequences. Yes, they do. And I think a lot of times we don't think generationally at church. If you've come to Connect Church for a long time, you know that one of the greatest things that we talk about is that we are called to be generational resourcers, mm -hmm. that it's our job and our opportunity to resource generations that follow us. Why? Because God's a generational God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And there was a increase of resource that went from there. Um, and that's what we're called to. So we need to think generationally in these kind of moments. And there's this moment in 1 Samuel 15, D, verse 9, where King Saul was called to kill King Agog. Mm -hmm. Right? Agog was an enemy. And I'm right. He was an enemy. And Saul doesn't. He doesn't kill him. And you can look back. Well, he had mercy. Oh, that was nice. I mean, yeah. why, why, why cause more strife? He was just trying to make some peace. Because God had a reason. God had a reason. Mm -hmm. Because God was looking generationally, not just instantaneously. We look right. instantaneously. Yes. God looks generationally. Yes. And see, what, what Saul didn't see that God saw is that in, 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 in the future generation of Agog, there was a man by the name of Haman who rose up in Esther chapter 3 and decided mm -hmm. to try to finish the work his ancestor had started, which is the total decimation of the Jewish race. Haman, the Bible says, was an Agite. He was a descendant of Ag uh, King Agag. That means that there was something that should have been cut off, that wasn't cut off, that had generational effects that brought, uh, that brought oppression, that let the enemy remain. Mm -hmm. 
that let the enemy remain where the enemy should have had no power yes. to stand. Yes. My friends, when we are not willing to cut off and be circumcised, those things that maybe won't do us harm, maybe the things we grew up with, maybe the things that have always been there in us, right. but we don't recognize them. Look, because, and they're going to bless others. We need to realize that there will be response. We are letting the enemy remain where he should have no power to remain. Things that remain in us have generational consequences. Racism has generational mm. consequences. Prejudice that remains in us has con generational consequences. A sense of superiority in us has a yeah. ge has generational consequences. Yes. A lack of, of, of humility like Jesus had that considered others better than himself and gave his life away as a ransom, not for his own benefit, but for the benefit of others, has generational consequences. Yes, so we've got to ask ourselves this question. And this mm. question is nailing me, nailing me, nailing me. Is this thing that I'm holding on to worth someone else's damnation? No, no, no. I'm not sugarcoating it. We can't yes. sugarcoat it. Well, I just, I don't want to buy. Is it worth their eternal damnation? Their eternity, because heaven and hell are real. And if it's, if you don't believe it's real, then my friends, at the end of this, what are we doing here? Just becoming nicer people, better people, more moral people. Dude, eat, drink, and if this isn't real, eat, drink, and party, for tomorrow you die. But because this is real, and because there is a heaven and hell, and because Jesus paid the ultimate price so that we could actually be set free, is the thing we are holding on to, our pride, our racial identity, the thing that keeps me superior, the thing that that that, that I don't want to disappoint people, is that worth someone yeah. not knowing Jesus? Yeah. Not spending eternity in heaven. Yeah. Like, Dean, I talk about it all the time. We There's going to be two lines. And I I don't want to look over at the line that's not going where I'm going and see friends and community neighbors. Yeah. And know they're not there because I was unwilling to cut off this thing. Yeah. We, our actions dismantle the kingdom of darkness. Um, and the last thing that I'm just going to add is that, so, um, a lot of times when I need to process big things, um, which I've been processing just as like you have, right. Everything that's going on right now, I've been processing it. And we got to a certain point where I was like, a lot of times I process through being creative, um, yeah. um, like physically creative around the house. But it always involves um, like taking something apart first. Right? <laughs> That's why we're in this room. It does. By the way. <laughs> um, so we're in this room because it's beautiful. You've done a phenomenal job. Uh, this house. That's so sweet. That's no, not it's, why. But it's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you, she's I amazing. Take the camera in the other room. Okay. So not what, yet, but we will. No, no. I did, yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? Not not so pretty. No. But I decided after talking about it for two years that I was well equipped to. Um, sand and refinish our 800 year old floors in there. They feel like they're, you know, they're from the 1800s. So like I watched every video, I equipped myself. We rented the sander and that's what I've been doing in the other room. Um, but watching one, watching this great guy that really just loves wood, I've realized yeah. that you, the temptation when you get into the middle of this is just to take off that top because our floors are so old. They're just oil. There's not yeah. like a stain on them. And I was like, this is going to be a piece of cake. 
like take that sander, zip, zip. And there it is. There's the bare wood. Nope. And he's like, the temptation is going to be at a certain point, you're just going to want to say, I've done this enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't, yeah, who yeah, cares yeah, if yeah, this is that yeah. the gash is there. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but you have to realize if you just stay with it long enough, you do enough passes over it. You can get a lot out of the floor that you're tempted to keep. And this is the dismantling process, church. And at a certain point, I was so tired and I was so sore and I was yeah. so discouraged and I was so fed up and I was so sick of everything being covered in sawdust. Yes. And I was so overwhelmed by the mess that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to slap some some steel on here and call <laughs> it a day. Good, yeah. But the problem was <laughs> is that I was waxing the floors by hand. So I would put the wax over the floor and wherever I didn't get down to the bare wood, it wouldn't take. Yep. So I had all of these sanded parts that were beautiful because I had gotten down to the ground zero bare wood. And then I had other parts that yep. I didn't take the time to get down to. And it just wouldn't take that wax. That's good. Dude. So we That's keep good. often trying to build on some, build something, build something, build something. And we're trying to, we're like taking wax and we're going over something that has been so oiled and so stained for so many years that it just is not going to pick up the new until we, we get all the way down to where God wants to really talk to us, that bare, bare, yes, bare place yes. where we're exposed, but we have to trust that he is going to nourish us yes. and give us back something beauty for ashes. Yeah. No, I think that's right, D. Um, so that that's, church, look, that's where we are today. Um, I, it's, it's amazing. It continues to amaze us that as we kind of go through the word of God, um, he continues to speak <laughs> sig significant moments in this, uh, how many, how, how, how easy it would have been to just read through that circumcision thing and just go. Yeah, right When by. you said that's what you wanted to share on, I was like, this is going to be all you because <laughs> it's not speaking to me. And so you started to say what God was really speaking and yeah. then it came to life, just like it is for all of us. And church, I, I, I really do believe if connect church is your home, I believe this is a prophetic uh, season for us, this yes. word right here. Um, and, and to realize, get down, like what Dee said, get down to the, to the nitty gritty, to the base moment and say, yeah. Jesus, what needs to come off of me? So that, so that others can come to you. Um, I, you, m many of you know, I love professional football. It's, uh, it's just my passion. I love, I love it. And one of the heroes growing up was Ronnie Lott and, uh, Ronnie Lott, the, you know, he, the, one of those stories is that Ronnie Lott cut off part of his finger mm -hmm. in order to play football. Um, uh, because there was lots of reasons why if he would have kept it, he would have missed part of the next season and all that. He said, I don't care. Cut it off. And like, you know, as a football player, like, yeah, cut it off. Right. Yeah. But I like, I know, I know, right? But it's yeah. it's it's one of those things where I look at this and say, if Ronnie Lott, like, just just stay with me for a second as we get ready to go. If Ronnie Lott could cut off something mm. as important as a finger to do something, yeah, to play a game, and I love it. I think the game's important. It's great, and it gives us entertainment value. But we're not willing to cut off things that actually yeah. would lead people to salvation or eternal damnation. Mm. We, we may not be as passionate about our kingdom as Ronnie was about mm. a game. Mm. So today, as we just close, I want to invite you. Maybe the thing that you need to cut off is your self-reliance. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to cut off just kind of having a church identity or a, a, a church kind of relationship with God and really get, get down to the nitty gritty inside of you and say, God, I'm, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. I need to circumcise my heart. 
And uh, my will has been, hasn't been fully submitted. My heart hasn't been fully submitted. My life hasn't been fully submitted. But Jesus, today I'm willing. I, I want it. I desire it. Um, so come and, and do that surgery in me. And it's as easy, my friends, as simply asking Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life, just literally surrendering to him today. It's that easy. He'll do the work. He'll do the rest. He'll circumcise your heart, the Bible says. He'll make you new. He'll send his spirit inside of you to perform, to sanctify you, to change you in ways you couldn't even think about doing it yourself. But it does take, just like it took with Timothy, a willingness to surrender to the word. Here's your opportunity to surrender to the word. That's what you have if you want today. Can you pray with us? Just just say these words. Just just pray to God today, right? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to give you my life. And I've come to give you my life. I've come to surrender all that I am. I've come to surrender all that I am. I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. Circumcise my heart today. Circumcise my heart today. Forgive me of all of my sin. Forgive me of all of my sin. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. And make me brand new. And make me brand new. From today and always. From today and always. I choose. I choose. To live. To live. Full on for your glory. Full on for your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Yes. Hey. I yes. believe that God, we believe that, that God just moved in people's yeah, lives, set people truly, free this morning. Truly, truly. And there's going to be a link on um, whatever platform you're watching on right now. And if you're like, I prayed that, I want more of that. Yes. What more can you tell me about that? We have a free book that we'd love to send you. It was written by one of our pastors, Rick Campana. And it's the book that we give away through our Thy Kingdom uh, Crumb food truck. Yes. And Carson Wentz wrote the forward of that. And it's called The Surprise of Your Life. We'd love to send that to you for free. So just email us uh, your name and your address, and we'll get that right out to you. And get <laughs> and go. No, uh, no, no. So, um, and look, I, talking about uh, giving uh, on on both on both sides of that. You know, right now we want to really encourage you to to just stop uh, and uh, go go to our link tree, uh, uh, our link tree uh, uh, app uh, link app there, and be a part of giving yes. in the service. Um, yes. th th we talk about it being worship all the time, but I, I love this thought in Proverbs three nine. I've heard it preached so often when it comes to tithing. You know, honor uh, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will overflow. Your 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 vats of wine will overflow. Mm -hmm. There's this there's this amazing concept of it, and I, I think the question is: Look, we believe in tithing here. We do. We believe that it's a, a biblical principle in our lives. Um, but I think that the the most important thing out of that is this: honor the Lord. Yeah. Honor the Lord. Honor him with yeah. your wealth. Honor him with your time. Honor him with everything you got. And the result of that will be an overflow yeah. in your life. And when you actually honor the Lord with your wealth um, here at this church, we get to overflow into our community. And yeah. this week we get we're again going to be out there overflowing in our community. Yeah. Giving food away. Is that my cue? We're yeah. supposed to, am I on for talking about? I don't, I don't know the details. So that TK Siegel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I set you up perfectly. I know, but I didn't read the note. <laughs> well, this is very well scripted, as you can tell. But we, I still don't know it. Okay. So, so Thursday. So, uh, <laughs> so look. Through uh, our our, uh, our mobile food truck ministry, Thy Kingdom Crumb, which we do um, in partnership with uh, Carson Wentz's AO1 Foundation. Shout out to Cars. Thank you, Zach, uh, as well. Uh, everybody, Maddie, we love you. Thank you for all that you guys give and do. Your whole team is phenomenal yeah. at AO1. We love you guys. 
Uh, but through that partnership, we get a chance to give away free food. And uh, we've been giving away food boxes yeah. for, we, for a couple of months now. Now we're going to get a chance to give away free meals. Won't be exactly from the, the, the truck, but from two to four on, uh, on Thursday, it's family meal. Uh, you Is that the right time? Yeah, I think so. Two to four. Maybe we should check social media for details. Check social like, media for details on I, Thursday. Yeah, we'll, at we'll put it out. Yeah, but it'll campus. be a, it'll be on Thursday. Sorry about that. I, I totally I thought it was too far. Ball. Boom. No, it's all okay. Good. So you want to? We'll sing them out. We kids. Oh yeah. Well, kids is gonna follow us right as soon as we're done here on our YouTube channel for the church. But I did want to say thank you for giving because um, we had said a couple weeks ago that uh, our giving like had had taken a hit. Well, and it has taken a hit. Um, and you know, you responded that week and it really mattered to us because it's one of the great weights that Kyle and I carry right now. It's a significant weight that we carry. And, um, it just did our hearts really good to see that you, um, heard us that day. So, um, we just are grateful that you give. It's why we keep, um, the offering at the end of the service. I know that the temptation is to put it right up front before people, you know, Check check out, go on with their day, but we're committed to the word being the word. And um, and feeding you yeah, all, all of that uh, at the front, no matter what. So I thank you for staying with us and, um, and for actively giving because uh, it, 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 it translates to support uh, of, of not just the church, but of us personally. Yeah. So we're going to uh, we're going to sing out. You're going to hear Jake. He's going to chime in. But we just want to sing um, a blessing the, the over y'all. Lord bless you. And keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Church. I'll see you next week we for communion and Tuesday for the chat room at 7 p.m. Yes. And on Thursday at some time, we'll see you at Thy Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> May the Lord bless you we and keep you. you. We love you guys so, so much. Go out and take the world mm-hmm. with a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> Make sure you wear a mask. But take the world. <laughs> but take the world. <laughs>